Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I am your co-host, Robert Skolansky. All right. Welcome to episode eight. That's been a week. Things yes, are going well. The Simpsons, things happen. Things happen. The Simpsons are uh, getting a little bit more interesting as the time goes on. Yeah. Um, this week is, uh, to me, I feel like a really interesting episode of The Simpsons. It's not your standard it really isn't i would say episode um the episode is called the tall tale head it's kind of like the tall tale heart by Edgar Allan poe yep um and we'll get into why i don't feel the need for this title a little bit later on okay um but yeah not your typical simpson episode nope it aired february 25th 1990 there was a couch board couch board a chalkboard yeah, a chalkboard or a couch board or a couch gag. There was everything. I'm there sorry. Um, the couch, uh, the chalkboard gag was, <laughs> I did not see Elvis. Bart must have been doing one of his imaginary uh, trips looking outside the Miss Carbopple's window. Elvis is alive and well, thank you very much. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a hundred of them alive and well in Vegas. Yep. Um, so the couch gag was a repeat from Bart the Genius. Bart pops up into the air and then lands um, in front of the TV. Which I, you know, I saw that. And I'm like, like, because when I watched the episode, I'm like, did somebody like re-edit this? So I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't seeing things. And uh, no, they re-ran a couch gag. Yeah, so I, I think early on, as we kind of learn in future episodes that I think it takes a keen writing skill to write these couch. Maybe not that keen, but it you kind of have to think outside the box a little bit. Oh yeah. As the as the future couch kegs go, I mean, they have different artists, they have different people doing them. So I think that kind of spreads the wealth of yeah coming up with them. How, early they've on, even they, like, they've even done crossover couch gags. With other TV shows. Yep. So I think maybe they're like, eh, we don't have to do one this week. No one will notice. Don't worry. (laughs) They don't pay attention that much. No. The people doing the Simpsons podcast. We don't pay attention at all. Yeah. Um, So we we saw a repeat, and this is not the first time we'll see a repeat of a couch gag. Uh, So to give you a quick recap, Bart pulls a stunt that shocks the entire town, including the new friends he was trying to impress. Um, so as uh, Robert, or as I mentioned, uh, the title of the episode, <laughs> sorry, I thought you said it for some reason. Oh, I, I haven't done a whole lot of talking yet. Um, 
Good. We'll keep it. No, it's joking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it was a nod to the Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. Um, this is also the first time they actually captioned the episode title. Yeah, which and I thought I was uh, interesting because I don't recall them really doing that a whole lot. Well, aside uh, from Treehouse of Horror episodes, they don't caption. I don't. I don't think they've ever done it in the future. We'll find out. As well, we the Treehouse of Horror episodes, like I know the first couple of seasons, they do them differently. But I could have sworn, like in future episodes, they do like a title card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so, this was like the the episode is going on, and you see the title of the episode and maybe that's you know something they were trying uh stylistic wise yeah i mean the only thing i could think of is it was like let's try something new i mean yeah. we already repeat the couch gag yeah. we could do anything now and the one thing that i like granted this was 1990 so i'm obviously when i you know give my grade at the end i always like to use it in the context of the era. But the one thing I don't really like in movies and TV shows anymore, where they start at the end, go back to the beginning, and then go back to the end. Like, I, I, I don't, don't really like that artistic choice in storytelling. Yeah, I mean, sometimes in movies it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. But, I mean, this was the first and possibly the only episode that they've ever done that. Once again, yes. they repeated the couch couch gag. They could do whatever they want. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the episode starts off with Homer and Bart walking with the head of Jebediah Springfield, which has to be really heavy. I oh, yeah, don't, it's metal. I don't see how. It's I mean, freaking bronze metal. That thing, but it was, the head it itself probably weighs at least 50 pounds. But it was also hollow. I mean, it's still heavy. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I think it was, I think it was hollowed out. So it wasn't as heavy as. I have no, I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, who knows if it was hollowed out. Well, you can tell when he cuts off the head that the whole thing's hollow. Is it? Oh, I couldn't really tell. Um, and then the mob chases them to the headless statue where Bart explains what happened. And, and then, uh, he says the story is going to take 23 minutes and five seconds, which is approximately how long an episode usually runs. On average, if a TV show has a half hour episode, the actual runtime of the episode usually goes between 22 minutes and 23 minutes. So, yeah. I, so you, I think it's funny that they use that because yeah. who was it Krusty that asked how long is this going to take? Yeah, it was. Yeah, which we'll yeah. get into Krusty the Clown in a second here. Yep. So Homer, so as he's walking, says he's pulled a few boners when he when it was his age, and I swear <laughs> to God that made me laugh so hard. I'm like, uh, so did you have uh, relations <laughs> with a lot of women? Nope. Uh, pulling a boner is a slang uh, phrase from the early 1900s, which, yeah. you know, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, he he wrote, you know, what, 1800s? Yeah. My history, if I remember my history, which I clearly do not. Uh, so, yeah, it would make sense that they would use this phrase in this episode. Yeah. Uh, pulling a boner. I, I have some other slang terms from the 70s and 80s that are along these lines that I use from time to time, uh, which they clearly take on a different meeting in this day and age. But uh, yeah, pulling a boner, basically, you know, I've made mistakes 
you know, that's what it means. I've made mistakes. He you has know. fun with himself on a daily basis. God. That's what uh, pulling a boner means now. <laughs> correct. And I thought maybe, this was maybe, supposed to be a PG podcast. Right, right. That's why I didn't use the other term. So maybe oh. kids won't get it. Okay. All right, so the story, story starts off with the Simpsons being late for church, which on a typical Sunday, usually they they yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, Marge does his pat down apart. <laughs> because he's, you know, he's a wild child. He doesn't obey the rules. So he, uh, he brings whatever he can to church to keep himself occupied. Yep. Still no picture of the nope. sailboat. No, nope, it's still a beach island thing. I don't know. So Mark seems more upset that they'll be late for church than Homer standing on the couch. Because he bet on a football game. He's watching a football game. He's jumping up and down on the couch. And Marge is like, Homer, we're going to be late for church, not Homer. Get off the couch. Well, I also don't know what football games start before uh, noon on a Sunday. I mean, originally, originally, I thought maybe college football. But college but, football is Saturday. Exactly. So... I, that's the only thing I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe he's watching a rerun of a college football game. Unless there's people out there who, you know, attend church in the afternoon and would like to, you know, I mean, educate us on that. Because from my understanding, most church services start at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Not, I mean, there, there are some bigger church, like bigger churches that will do like a nine and an 11. So maybe that's the one they went, but that's still kind of pushing but here, and, and as we talked about in the last episode, you're like, well, where do they live? Maybe this was an 11 o'clock game on the East Coast. Because remember, right. here is Central Time, it starts at noon. So maybe Springfield's on the East Coast where games start at 11. So and now, now there's an 11 now they, o'clock service. So between one episode, they've lived on the West Coast and East Coast. Perfect. We're getting See, I told somewhere. you, Springfield is imaginary. All right, so March pulls a radioactive man comic from inside of Bart's jacket pocket before leaving church. So if you remember from back in Bart and the Genius when he had the radioactive man comic from uh, the school that he went to, yep, he still has it. Yep, or it's a different one. Yep. I mean, he's a boy. He reads comics. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that girls don't read comics either, but in, in The Simpsons, Bart reads comics. Yeah, but he hasn't been to the comic book shop yet. Comic book no. guy doesn't technically exist. Well, we haven't seen him go there yet. Doesn't mean he hasn't been there. Yeah. So uh, I wrote down, not not sure how many cars have their headlights turn on when you honk the horn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they must have a pretty, I mean, based on the RV they bought, they must have a pretty janky car too. Homer's, Homer's purple, uh, or not purple, pink car. Um, car. Um, and then the car also has an eight-track player. If you oh. look closely at the, uh... so my guess would be is this car is probably somewhere in the se- late seventies, early eighties ish. That would okay. be my guess. This Homer has a has a late seventies, early eighties car if it has an eight-track, because Bart has a cassette player. Yep. And personal cassette players came out in nineteen ninety seven. 1979. Or, sorry, 1979. If I talk Reading correctly, is important. Yes, 1979. So, obviously, cassettes existed in the in, but eight track, eight track was Sony's version of the cassette. Okay, history lesson for all the people <laughs> listening that might not know what we're talking about. Back in the day, music was played on these little cassettes with little uh, tape in the inside. 
Yeah. And the mainstream was cassette. The yeah. the Sony version was a track. So if you know your history, is Sony comes out with something and then there's mainstream. Yeah. Um, and a track was Sony's. Cassette obviously won a track went away. Yeah. But but just like a lot of things being built, they they double dipped like one car, one company would have a track, one car, one company would have a cassette. Homer's car had a a track on it. So obviously they chose wrong. Yeah. Because I don't know if, because Homer, the Simpsons do have a record player in their home, but I don't know if they have technically have an A track player at all. I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if Homer actually has an A tracks. Now, in the Homer Palooza episode where Homer goes to the Alapalooza. Oh, yeah. He does put a cassette of some kind, I think, in his car. And when we get to that episode, we're going to put a pin in this. Yeah. So I want to see if Homer actually uses an A track in that episode or if he actually uses a cassette. I, I don't know. So we'll put I, a pin in that. So they get to church. Uh, Homer Homer takes Bart's uh, cassette player because Marge takes it off Bart, throws it into the ch- uh, car, and Homer's like, ooh, I can listen to the game on this. So they cut to uh, Sunday school, and the kids are asking the Sunday school teacher, <laughs> uh, oh, does my cat go to heaven? Does my dog go to heaven? And Bart asks, if your leg gets getting green and it gets cut off, uh, and it dies, and then you die. Will you meet your leg in heaven? And the answer, surprisingly, is yes. Your gangrene leg goes to heaven. Your pets, I'm sorry to say, they don't go to heaven. Maybe there's an animal heaven. Maybe there's a human heaven. But they don't go to the same heaven. Uh, this is also the first appearance of the Sunday school teacher, uh, Miss Albright. Uh, I don't really recall seeing her in other episodes, but I haven't really watched the first few seasons of the uh, Simpsons in a really long time. So we'll have to see because there are definitely other episodes with Sunday school. Yes. But we'll have to see if it's like one of those things like Bart and uh, babysitters. He chases them away. So we'll have to, we'll have to see. But the funny thing with Bart's comment is the teacher does say, like I've said before. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to know how many times Bart asked, the teacher more than twice yeah apparently more than twice because it's really really funny and obviously bart does get banned from sunday school i don't know if it's in a simpson episode or not okay Uh, but we do learn that bart was banned from sunday school class so we'll have to put a pin in that and find out if we find that out or when we learn that so this might be this might be probably my second favorite part of this episode so they cut back to the church where all the adults are and reverend lovejoy who it's also his first appearance which i actually thought was kind of surprising because i could have sworn we saw him earlier but clearly we didn't uh he's giving a sermon on gambling and homer gambled on the football game that he's listening to and as reverend reverend lovejoy is giving a sermon you hear the play-by-play. So you see the Reverend talking, but you hear the play-by-play. And, you know, Homer, like, is listening intently. You hear the play-by-play. You see the Reverend, the lips moving at the same time, and then they score a touchdown and win, and Homer jumps in and goes, Woo! And uh, Lovejoy is like, sit down, Homer. Because he doesn't realize what's going on. Yeah, it, it's just so funny that it lines up so perfectly to the the sermon well that's the i think that was the point of it all well yeah i mean it's just it's really fun i mean great 
it was great on the writer's part. Oh yeah, to, absolutely. To do that, like that was phenomenal. Like it would have been one thing if Homer just jumped up shouting "Yay!" in the middle of the. <laughs> now, I mean, it could have been done two ways. Really, it could have been done the way it was done, or. Yeah. He could have just shouted "Yay!" and Homer's and Reverend, "Oh, I'm glad you you're interested in, you know, my sermon." Yeah. Without any of the backstory, so <laughs> a couple other gambling tips with the way this episode kind of progressed: a sign inside the church where Reverend Lovejoy has just given a sermon on the evils of gambling. Read Bingo Tuesday night, Monte Carlo night Wednesday, yep. and Reno Retreat Saturday. What is Reno Retreat? My guess is, so my guess is they live once, kind of how we talk, they must live on the East Coast because, oh no, I'm sorry, they live on the West Coast because Reno is in Nevada. So they're going on a Reno Retreat. Oh, maybe. Also, uh, gambling is bad. Don't gamble. (laughs) Unless you're really, really good at it. It's still probably not a good idea. It's not gambling if you win all the time. Uh, that's not true. Still gambling even if you win. You just get lucky. Yeah. Alright, so, as they drive home from church, Bart wants to see Space Mutant 4. The trilogy continues. Which, the awesome title. Like, I, that was one of the things I laughed out loud about when I saw this again. I'm like, how awesome would it be if that's how they, like, continued like the star wars trilogy episode so i was seven. actually thinking i'm wondering if that's a parody to star wars now granted episode one of star wars didn't come out until 96 i looked it up but like space mutants for the trilogy continues well there's now i'm sure i don't or maybe it was a star trek thing i i don't really know um but clearly they're making fun of somebody well, I think it's just anything that goes beyond, like, okay, so... But how Nightmare... many how many movies in the early 90s were a trilogy by then? I'm thinking uh, uh, Halloween. Said... Okay, Star Halloween, Wars. Halloween, on Elm Street. Okay. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the horror movies. Friday the 13th. Uh, I don't think... Texas Chainsaw Massacre ever got to four by at least by the nineties. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just making fun of anything that's longer than, yeah. <laughs> then I mean, that's just really, I mean, it's just really funny just to be like, I think someone now like, like, uh, if they make a bad boys four, so it they was called that. Oh no, they're on three. Never mind. Yeah, bad boys for life. They never actually called it three, which no. was kind of nice. I, I'm glad they didn't call it three, but I think anything they had, like Mat- the Matrix, here we go. Instead of calling it Matrix Four, it'll call it Matrix Four. The trilogy continues. <laughs> I would be that, great. That would be awesome. I would so go see it if that was the name of it. Yeah. All right. So we also learn in this episode. I mean, we've seen Bart skateboard in the past, and we've seen him skateboard through the opening credits before. But in yes. this episode. We really do get to see Bart's skills on display. Yeah. Until he's he runs really excellent first. skateboarder for a ten year old. Until he runs headfirst into a pole. Yeah. So uh this is the first appearance of Jimbo Jones. Kearney Zwish. Zwish. <laughs> and I, I, I saw that you looked that up on Wikipedia. That's really yes. weird that uh 
that that's his name. And then Dolph Stardine. Now, I wonder if someone on the Simpsons writing staff was a Rocky Four fan, and they just like the name Dolph, like for Dolph Lundgren. Oh, maybe. If that's where that, I mean, obviously it's not a popular name. My guess no. would be if Dolph is also a Russian name. That would, yeah. that would probably be my, my guess. And I wonder if that might have been where they pulled that from. It's like Dolph is a bully's name. He beat up Rocky, or he beat up Apollo Creed. Yes. He's that bully in Starbeam. I mean, maybe the <laughs> guy, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe Dolph, Starbeam's mom. Maybe. Is Russian and, uh, and lived in the 70s. And just, you know, what was Starbeam? Starbeam was like, wasn't that like a disco name? I... or a, it's a hippie name. Hippie name, yeah. That's my. That's my. I'm gonna go with that. If anyone okay. knows otherwise, you you let me know. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> the other thing I pointed out, like how there was like no, uh, there was a line outside the theater. Yeah. But there was no one in the theater. Like there's a line going around. I mean, obviously most movie theaters do play more than one movie, but I feel like in the town of Springfield, their movie theater, because it has a marquee and kind of, yeah. you know, I think it might've just been a one screen. I mean, maybe there's theater. a few screens there. Maybe, I mean, it's possible, but most marquees would have every movie that's playing on it. Maybe, or maybe Spade, Speed and Sport was the big one. I don't know. Maybe I, but I do like the fact that there was a line outside of the theater, but maybe like 15, 20 people inside of the theater. Yeah. So after they go in, they get kicked out. And we learn yep. that Jimbo has been kicked out of all four space mutants now. Yep. That's, that's something to be very proud of. But I mean, I guess so you're, I mean, he's a bad kid, so, you know. But how did Dolph, it must have been Dolph, how did he get in? He must have paid, unless he snuck in. No, he sneaks in. That's what they do. They're bad kids. I. Yeah, I mean, I the way the marquee set up, it'd be really hard to because the ticket guy is right there in the. But they went through a side door. Well, Kearney and Bard and and Jimbo did. Someone had to go in to get to the side door. I mean, maybe they just asked to use the bathroom and they let them in. Don't forget, this is the nineties. Yeah, you try that like crap today, in. you ain't getting in. Yeah. So, so after uh, the movie's over. After the movie's over, they go to the real Quickie Mart. Not, and we get uh, our first appearance of Apu Nahasa Piva Pedalon. Say that five times fast. No. <laughs> uh, so I'm Bart... Apu N. Apu N. So Bart decides, you know, uh, he didn't spend the money at the movie theater, so he decides to buy the bullies uh, squishies, uh, spread the wealth, which is what Homer always says. Uh, but Bart unknowingly uh, distracts Apu while the uh, bullies steal some food and some jerky and a play dude. Uh, and Bart's like, where'd you get all that cool stuff? They're like, oh, a five finger discount. And uh, all the residents of Springfield have four fingers. Well, so would I be think a four finger discount. I think, yeah, I think everyone in, in the Simpsons universe has four fingers, not just in Springfield. Oh, I could have sworn there was a couple people that actually had five fingers. Well, okay, we'll put a pin in that. We'll have to, uh, but I do like that Jimbo does say five finger discount, dude. Yeah. Like, does he not know? I, I wonder if that's another just one of those slip of the tongues. Or I mean, it is technically a five finger discount because in the real world, we all have 
I mean, a majority of us have five fingers on each unless hand. Unless that was, unless that was the joke that only some people were going to catch. I mean, it is, it is only episode eight, so I I would be hard pressed to believe that everyone didn't notice they had four fingers. Yeah, but one thing I wonder if maybe it was the voice actor slip of the tongue. They maybe. know that maybe it might have been written on the script four finger discount, and. They just were like stealing five. It's just called a five figure discount. Yeah. And they just left it in because they're like, eh, whatever. It's a funny joke. We'll let it slide. Yeah. Um, so the kids are throwing rocks at Jebediah's statue where they learned that he saved the town from the great blizzard of 48. Um, we also learn a little, I, I wrote it now, but yeah. we also learn a little bit later and during a news report that the full name of Jebediah Springfield is Jebediah Obadiah. Zachariah Jedediah Springfield (laughs) I mean I I really wish that in the Silver Tongue episode that they would have repeated that again or or you know what I mean I think that would have been hilarious to kind of keep that canon through multiple episodes Uh, and then I think this is probably my favorite part of the episode so the uh, four of them after they leave, uh, after they get kicked away from the, the statue by some guy, um, they're looking up at the clouds, and I believe it's uh, uh, Kearney or Dolph. One, no, I think it was it was the bald kid. I can't remember his name. Uh, he goes, "Oh, look at the clouds; they all look like things." And the other guy's like, "Oh, that's really dumb." He's like, "No, that one looks like a cherry bomb." And then another kid goes. Uh, that looks like a guy getting stabbed in the back with a switchblade. And then uh, the third bully goes, oh, it's a school bus full of children on fire. And then, you know, Bart being Bart, he goes, oh, I see a headless statue of uh, Jebediah. And that leads me to believe how violent are the last two bullies? Because normally with cherry bombs, you just kind of stick those in toilets and blow up toilets. But like, one guy sees a guy getting stabbed in the back and another one with a school bus full of children on fire. They watched a lot of R-rated movies as kids. They probably had no parental... They live, like, probably, they live in the same neighborhood as uh, Nelson. I, but, like, how screwed up do you have to be to see that kind of stuff? I, they're really insane. Right? They're real, so. I mean, they're... I mean, they steal. They go into free movies. I mean, they're definitely bad kids. I mean... I would love, I did not love, but I guess it'd be interesting to see if they have a juvenile record or not. I thought they did. Okay, we might learn that in a future episode. So, uh, we also learned that Jebediah also killed a bear with his bare hands. Or the bear killed him. Or the bear killed him. Either way. Yeah. Um, and then, so, Bart goes to Homer after everything's over. He's like, you know, how important is it to be popular and being popular is the most important thing in the world according to homer it's it's not i think you know i think the simpsons really do a good job early on like showing you know what sometimes it's not a good idea to do bad things just because you want other people to like you and but, like, but that's kind of 90s mentality before social media before yeah. the internet before a lot of this stuff it's like how do I become friends? I can't take a photo of something cool and share it on Facebook no. and become friends with the world. You kind of had to choose your own path to figure out how you wanted to be friends with someone, whether it's 
only doing good, um, going on a scary roller coaster. Like all my friends are going on this roller coaster. Well, I can't. I don't want to feel like a loser because they're going to yeah. hate me. I got to go on it. Like you kind of had to make really, really make your own decisions in the yeah. '90s to kind of get into your group of friends. Um. So another thing we see throughout the course of the episode is Homer reading the Bull Earth catalog. Yep. Um, and this is kind of your first peek into Homer's interest in bowling. Um, next well, episode, episode. I would next. say second because, or am I an episode ahead of myself? I am an episode ahead of myself. You are right. Yep. So ne- next episode, episode nine, we'll, we'll really get into Homer and bowling, but you kind this kind of is like a really good intro to how Homer is with bowling and how interested he really is in, in the sport. Um, yeah. And he's intrigued by the stealth bowler bowling ball. <laughs> it's got like liquid something in the middle. I don't remember. Yeah. It's a crazy, <laughs> apparently a crazy bowling ball. Um, uh, so this so, episode. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so uh, after, you know, they look through the bowling catalog, Bart, you know, that's when Bart had talked to Homer. And then, so everybody goes to bed and as Bart sneaks out, he looks into his parents' bedroom to make sure they're asleep, which is a dangerous game to play. Uh, always knock first, but they are asleep, and Homer is on the right side of the bed. Yep. So, and, uh, like, I, as we've mentioned before, they've kind of flip-flopped. Homer's back on the right. Maybe it's just... Okay, so in a lot of houses, I mean, most most parents i guess are adults that you know sleep together kind of have their own side of the bed yeah the only thing i could think of at least at this juncture is marge goes to bed first homer goes to bed second so homer sleeps on the side of the bed that marge didn't fall asleep on maybe which is really weird because they kind of have their own end tables i'm assuming with their own stuff their own stuff so i think i mean the standard side for homer is the left side of the bed Correct. That's that's Homer's, I mean, current season and probably we'll, we'll figure out when it becomes really solid. But uh, guessing around season two, season three, it becomes solid. Solid. Um, I also like the fact that as Bart sneaks out of the house, he's in a ninja costume. Well, yeah, he's going to do something bad. He's got to be stealth. Uh, uh, like Bart does. Bart does use a hacksaw. But uh, my question is. Uh, can you saw through metal? Yeah, with a hacksaw. But what how it long take, would it take? Hours. Like, oh. it, would take, it would take hours to do it with a hacksaw. That's why you use a blowtorch. Yes. Okay. Because, you can... know, I mean, he, I mean, he snuck out in the middle of the night. You got to figure Homer and Marge maybe go to round bed, 10, 11, maybe around midnight. I mean, I don't know what time they usually go to bed. But if it takes hours, I mean, Bart is 10, so he probably doesn't have a lot of stamina yet. Even if he goes out at midnight, can he get it done in three to four hours and get back home? He's probably not carrying it. That's the other thing. He has to carry that head back home. Yeah. And nobody helped him. Yep. He did it all on his own. Like, he's got to carry it home, get it up back into his bedroom... Because as we see, the next morning, Bart wakes up with the head in his bed, like the Godfather scene where the guys 
wakes up and his prize horse's head is in his bed with him and he and he screams. Yep. Which I thought was a neat nod. I I mean, I, I wouldn't realize the Simpsons would nod to the Godfather, but here we are. Yep. So then then you see the the TV, or not the TV, the the town hall of oh yep. my God, someone chopped off our beloved hero's head, and uh, Police Chief Wiggum apparently tells the folks that you can dial the letter O. Is it the letter O or is it the number zero? Because I've heard people when they give their phone number it would be like five oh oh six oh two like that. Or is he actually saying the letter O? But that's also a but see that's the other weird thing is most people that say like zero or O, it's a regional thing. Kind of like okay. so and top or um Water Fountain or Bubbler. Water Fountain or Bubbler. Um but I think it's a my guess is it would be a dialect of of an area. Or is he saying dial O for officer? <laughs> no, no, he says dial O, just dial O. I know, but like, is in his, in Wiggum's mind, is it O for off, like police officer? Because this I mean, is Chief Wiggum. He's not smart. Yeah, I guess I don't know. So here, okay. Um, I didn't realize this was an us versus them. As you personally, I use both depending on the situation. Um, I'll always use zero when it seems more universally recognized. So okay. it seems like a uh, casual conversation becomes 508 in addition. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird. Apparently. So most... to the listeners out there, do you say, oh, when you're giving out numbers or do you say zero or do you do both? Yeah. I think Let us know how think, what you think about that. I think most people do both. I say well, I think I say oh, yeah. But Maybe my phone was. number doesn't have a zero in it, so I don't say zero often. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, th- then we get after the the town hall meeting, um, we kind of shoot over to uh, Moe's Tavern, where Mo is still wearing his pink apron. God, Barbie, I wonder if that changes in the second season. We'll, we'll see. So Barney orders a beer and he wants to make sure that there's a head on it. Like he specifically <laughs> asks Mo to make sure there's head on his beer. Okay, I've I I we've both been to bars. We we are both of age. Uh, I don't think I've ever asked a bartender to make sure there is head on a beer. I mean, I mean there is supposed to be head on a beer because that enhances the flavor. But I've never specifically requested. To make sure that there was head on a beer. But obviously that was making, you know, that but was more I know. And Mo starts crying, like, yeah. come on, don't do that. I mean, bullies, the bullies, and even Burns are upset at, that the head got cut off. You know, you know, you know, you've made a huge mistake when even C. Montgomery Burns is upset that the head is cut off of their beloved statue. Like, it clearly shows that Mr. Burns has a heart. It's a small heart. I don't know if it's still beating because he's old, uh, but he has a heart. Uh, and then this episode, we also see during like Krusty's little TV show, you see the first appearance of Shadow Bob. And yeah. yes, his so in this episode, he has an afro. It does yes. evolve from that huge afro into what it is today. Yeah. So I think was it season two when Krusty frame or Sideshow Bob frames Krusty? I believe so. So 
in that episode, he does have the points yes. in his hair. So it is kind of odd to see him without it right well, away. Well, it's really weird, too, because like when they first show Krusty, you see a sidekick, and I'm like, that can't be Sideshow Bob. I mean, he has the red hair, and then he's like, uh, you can get a slide whistle like Sideshow Bob. Like, oh my god. Yeah, so I also, one thing I do want to know is there is an episode where they show old, like older, crusty Sideshow oh, yeah. Bob tapes. I want to see if what, what hair he has. Like, maybe they didn't realize in this episode that they want to draw him like that, and they're like, yeah. eh. So we'll, we'll take a peek at that when that shows up. Uh, so um, most lynch mobs aren't this nice. Uh, so uh, oh, something. Yeah, you, you skipped over a little bit. So after you know, so that Bart you know tells the mob that oh you started chasing us and somebody in the mob goes yeah we know we were there and uh, Bart puts <laughs> the head back on the town cheers. My question is, he sawed it off. How did he get it to stay back on? It would and it wouldn't be perfect. No. It wouldn't be you perfect. Would a, well, you would need a not a what is that? Not a soldering iron because that's for like electronics. You need whatever they use to melt metal to a welder. Welder, there it is. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting. And then the one thing, uh, probably the best quote of the episode. Uh, Burns uh, turns to Smithers and he says, I love you, Smithers. And Smithers says, the feeling is more than mutual. Uh, So we get a first glimpse of how Smithers feels about Mr. Burns. And I think when they first did the series, like when they first came out with the series and they did the first few episodes, they weren't really, I don't think they were really going for Mr. Smithers being gay. But obviously it evolved that way. Uh, And this is the first instance where we see Smithers really, you know, has, you know, mutual love for Burns. Yep. So one thing I also noticed about the mob is it was so crudely drawn. Oh, yeah. The the characters that we kind of recognized really didn't look like those characters. Yeah. And then there were a bunch of characters, obviously, that we... Yeah. They're just normal. Also, as as you mentioned earlier, Krusty the Clown, the, he also makes his first appearance this episode. In the mob. And on In TV. the mob and on TV. This is, this is the first time we see Krusty the Clown. Which, you know, in the opening credits, they show Krusty the Clown on TV. Oh, in the TV shop? Yeah. Yeah. So... Now, granted, this is probably the first appearance where he actually talks, but, like, they still show a clown in the TV. Maybe that's crusty and they just didn't get around to it until now, but I don't know. Uh, a couple other things that I found interesting. Uh, two of the football players' names in the game that Homer is listening to are named Kogan and Waladarski, which is in reference to writers Jay Kogan and Wallace Wolodarski. And also, the announcer is based off of Keith Jackson, and he's done so many college football games. He's done the NFL. He He's mainly a football announcer. Uh, he's still alive. Um, so I wonder what his thoughts were when uh, he found out they based off that announcer off of him. 
Yeah, I do like the writer thing. The writer thing is kind of cool. I think in yeah. a lot of Simpson episodes, at least in the beginning, there are always some subtle yeah. hints to to writers and directors and stuff within in, within episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, early on, there aren't many uh, voice cameos, like celebrity cameos. Um, so for someone to you know be based off of a character, I'm sure it's something. Yeah. At the at at the time this episode aired, probably not as big, but maybe no. by like season two to four or five, as the show kind of grew and got more popular, yeah. you know, Keith Jackson, if you ever saw that episode, was like, "Oh, wow, this is really awesome!" Now there's celebrities actually yeah. being guest voices on these shows, and you know what I mean? Like it's oh, you you it's a real honor to be to be on The Simpsons. So way back in the beginning of this episode, you didn't like the uh, title of this episode. Would you care no. to explain why? Yeah, so I was about to get there. So the title of the episode was The Tall Tale Head. The, in The Tall Tale Heart, the guy gets driven mad by the beating heart in the floor. I, I did not see in this episode, like, okay, so yes, Bart tried burying it, trying to get it out yeah. of the way. But the head changed his mind. It was a conversation between between Bart and the head. And I was like, okay, maybe this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm the founder of your town. Like, it was more of a general understanding, even though it was all in Bart's head. It was a general understanding. Yeah. You didn't see, I thought it would have been better if the, the head would have been buried, gone. Yeah. Then in Bart's bedroom, he has a, I would say take it even farther bart has a dream of either jebediah springfield having the conversation yeah or like he hears like kind of subtly hears jebediah's voice from outside his bedroom yeah from the ground yeah i will i will say this too there is an episode in uh i think within the first 10 seasons where lisa or bart take a uh, science project and bury it and they do another telltale heart kind of thing with it but that was better that was that, that was made, better that so was yeah I, I could agree that maybe they shouldn't call it this i mean i understand why they did um and yes they didn't drive bart wasn't driven mad but you know there were glimpses of it yeah i mean not as much i i think i think one they could have come up with a better title it was yeah. i mean the title sh- told kind of the story but i i think the title could have been better or the way the story was delivered at the very end yeah could have referenced better to the tall tale heart i i can see that so uh what are your closing remarks on this episode definitely not my favorite i just i just it i don't know like it it just doesn't hit me the way that some of my favorite Simpson episodes really do. Like, I mean, the opening was funny. Yeah. The, the 23 minutes and five seconds, I mean, that, that got me a giggle, but really it just, I don't know. It just did not give me the necessarily the laugh factor. Like, I don't know. It just didn't hit me. I'm going to go with, I eat my shorts. It wasn't, it wasn't, awful like it wasn't an awful episode it had its moments but it just did not resonate in me what i normally love about a simpson episode yeah uh it it sounds like your dog does uh agrees with you on that he does Uh, (laughs) um so 
you know, it's, I think it's a decently written episode. Um, as I said at the top, I'm not a fan of the starting at the end, going back to the beginning of the episode, and then you end up back at the end again. Because, you know, you you know what the end result is. Now, granted, this is a Simpsons episode. Clearly, you know, something is, you know, the show's going to end just fine. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, they got to, they can get away with it. It was 1990. Uh, I thought the character introductions were pretty good. I thought the voiceover of the play-by-play with Reverend Lovejoy was very clever and very well edited. I won't go as low as don't eat my shorts. I'm going to say don't have a cow, man. I'll give it a three. Uh, it, it was a good episode. It was average. I think, I think it could have been better. And, and what you said earlier, but uh, yeah, don't have a cow, man. All right. Well, those are our thoughts. Hop on to Facebook, message us, let us know your thoughts. Um, obviously, I post every day about something about our um, yeah. podcast, so tell us what you feel. If you hate our decisions, love <laughs> our decisions, we would like to know. Yeah. We want to interact with our fans. All right. So our character profile this episode is the one and only Jimbo. Jones. Yep. Um, we're going to give you a brief description of Jimbo here. He has shaggy hair, bucktooth town, or he's a bucktooth town lowlife. His Did teeth you write that over. correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yep. He's a bucktooth town lowlife. He what doesn't does that even mean. He has teeth hanging out. He's a lowlife. He wears a skull cap. He's. No one trusts him. His reputation, though, proud to be known as one of the worst kids in school. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you have to have something to be proud of. Yeah. Uh, his cohorts are Dolphin Kearney, his Atari tire, never seen wearing anything other than a black skull t shirt and navy blue watch cap. Yeah. We yeah I can't say I've ever seen him in anything else. I know we see a lot of characters and other things, but actually I'm going to kind of, I'm going to backtrack a little on that in the fantasy episodes. Clearly he doesn't wear that stuff, but in the main Springfield episodes, yes, that is what he wears. Even Burns wears his, uh, his outfit. (laughs) Yes, that is true. We'll get to that. (laughs) Uh, His hobbies, beating up intimidated classmates, shoplifting from the quickie mart, getting kicked out of space mutant movies. Yep. Now we still haven't learned what class he is. He's in yet. I mean, here's the thing. Those kids, they gotta be middle school age, right? Or older. I don't know. That's the weird thing. We'll have to, we'll have to see because, well, no, because is spring, it's Springfield elementary, which to me, which to me says it goes through fifth grade. Correct. Jimbo goes to that school. So, is he in fifth grade? Is he in that top top grade? I I don't know. I, I isn't there a Springfield High School though? In the later I'm sure, episodes, I'm sure there is, but I don't think he goes because remember he's that's he's, true. He have, they have sloppy Jimbo's during the one of the Halloween episodes. That is true. So we'll have to see if they ever mention what grade Jimbo Jones is in. His uh, record. Serve time as an abusive counselor at Camp Krusty. God, I love that episode. I can't wait to review that one. I love it. And secret shames watching soap operas with his mother. The fact that <laughs> and and the fact that Mo once brought him to his knees. Oh yeah, 
yeah. with, with both of those we will get to in future episodes. Yeah. So until next Sunday, I have been Steven Skolansky. Uh I'm still Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.